You know, we're excited to be here and, um, you know, looking forward to, uh, you know, spending the next few weeks uh, over here at Episcopal, but, but thanking them for, for this opportunity. Welcome to Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, with Brian Sexton, John Osher, Ashlyn Sullivan, and J.P. Shadrick. Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, starts right now. Welcome into the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. It's Monday, July 24th. J.P. Shadrick, Brian Sexton, Ashlyn Sullivan. Training camp is underway. Yes. And the crowd roared. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they did. It was an awesome day. I thought so. I thought the setting is cool. It I think is. it's pretty, it's different. You're off campus of sorts. You're on their campus, uh, Episcopal School. Um, technically, their campus, their athletic campus. New field, you get to get away from the building for a couple hours. I, I didn't mind it. I'll tell you what, those high schoolers have it real nice <laughs> that those are high school football fields. That is, yeah. Uh, you may have heard Episcopal is a pretty good school. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Um, for me, it was a flashback. It was the first time they've held training camp off-site since the first training camp back mm. in 1995 when we went to Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Um, so that was a little odd, you know, just to, to not be around. I mean, they've done them on the south side of the stadium, right? And then they've moved to the north side of the stadium in 2003. And so, you know, we were going over to the, the old Radisson River Walk, you know, the old hotel over there. And I mean, so it's always kind of been, you know, moving. It's never quite been the same, but it was interesting to be off campus, as you mentioned, and on campus. It used to be that way, Schlen. Mm-hmm. It used to be that every team went away for training camp because it was a way to pick your team up and put them in an, an isolated spot where they had to form chemistry. Right. I mean, it's not it's not that same thing here because you're here in the same building and you've got meetings and you know everybody uses their own facilities now. But it's it's got a little tinge of going away to camp, and uh, I'm sure Doug will find a way to use that to his best advantage. Yeah, I was just talking to Coach Peterson in the hallway, and we were joking. Oh, it's just like the Cowboys in Los Angeles, right? It's the same <laughs> thing. He's like, yeah, it's just a little more humid, but yep, same concept. <laughs> He's up the practice field today. He walked up to me. He was like, "We should just build some dorms right here and just like not leave this site, you know." For, nah, uh, I don't want to. We went to the Falcons training camp. Uh, was that twelve when you first got here? That was not. 12. Did you go to Flowery Bank? Okay, so maybe that was two thousand ten. You know the the Falcons, and you'll see it when we're there in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. The Falcons actually have on their Flowery Branch their own dorms. There you go. That they built for just this exclusive purpose. training camp. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. The NFL is talking about using that if they ever have a European team that comes over here. It'll be a place for them to practice and stay. But yeah, they've done that. It worked for the Falcons. Let's hear from Doug Peterson thanking the folks at Episcopal. I want to start by saying and just kind of thanking Episcopal for uh, accommodating us over here. Um, fields are in great shape. Our, our grounds crew over at the stadium did an outstanding job putting putting these fields together. Hamza, you know, with the Jaguars, um, did a great job. A lot of work went into, you know, putting this grass down in these fields in preparation for camp. And, and uh, you know, we're excited to be here and, um, you know, looking forward to, uh, you know, spending the next few weeks uh, over here at Episcopal, but, but thanking them for, for this opportunity. And a little more about the logistics of getting back and forth from the stadium over to Episcopal. One, you know, when you, when you abide by the CBA and you got an 11-hour day and you got to factor in travel and, and all of that, it kind of it takes, takes up either practice time, meeting time, you know, whatever you can do. So you got to work out, you know, some of those kinks. And, and uh, But we had, you know, uh, a great team of guys. We, we did a lot of 
a lot of research on it, a lot of study. We drove back and forth in the springtime just to see how far the drive was going to be and how long it was going to take us. And we appreciate the, uh, you know, the police department with, you know, giving us some escorts and, and, and getting us through some red lights. And um, that helps, you know, because it helps maximize the time on the field. And, you know, and then, and then just kind of seeing it all come together. It's been kind of fun this summer to kind of watch, watch the progression of everything. How long was the trip? Just under 10 minutes. Just under ten minutes, we got caught by one light. All right, so under ten minutes each way. I'm I'm not a math major, but that's about twenty minutes a yeah. day on the road. Yeah. All right, and it counts against the time. So sure, they had to really factor that in. Yeah, they've got to make it all work. Um, it really, it just had a vibe today, JP. Um, I, of course, every camp's going to talk about being businesslike, but it, it was just so calm. You know, I, I wrote this for John that um, if on day one of training camp. You have a story, then you really have a story because something went wrong. Yeah. And today, I mean, day one is, is that normal, hey, they got back at it. It was a normal day. It was productive. It was businesslike. That's what it was. And I think a lot of that is is interesting because you would expect there to be some fluctuations in the way that a team works and travels because it's not the way it has been all these mm-hmm. years. So the fact that that's not even an issue says how how – comfortable it is for these guys and look they're gonna be back here next year and then they'll never leave with the facility they're building and they'll have all the stands filled with fans i mean it'll be different this one year is going to be an interesting experiment for doug peterson yeah no you're right it, it felt totally seamless you didn't notice any hiccups i just got a text asking you know how did it go especially from a pr standpoint with the pressers and everything i was like everything went great it felt like a normal day a normal business day which goes to show i think the storyline, at least for me, when I wrote it for John, was seeing James Robinson and Travis Etienne back together on the mm-hmm. field. James Robinson participating on the side with an athletic trainer. It was the first time I had seen him sprint since his injury. Granted, it was alone, you know, on the side of the field. But to see him have that explosiveness and be able to run as fast as he did, I thought was notable. And then Travis Etienne participating in seven on seven and serving as that number one running back for now. It's a credit to both of them that neither of them had to be placed on PUP, that they both could be out there today, I think is very I'm still noteworthy. holding my breath a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I'm the same with you, Brian. Yeah. Uh, it's a little – first day out, uh, it's what, six, seven months from the Achilles? Yeah. You just don't know. ETN, you, know? you would think, we'll, we'll see him. Um, the Robinson thing, I'm, it's just Achilles is so – for, for a, an offensive tackle, even a quarterback – it's not as big a deal as it is for a running back yeah. because of the explosiveness that a running back needs. So it isn't necessarily that I think that he won't be able to, but I want to see how he practices the next day, right? Is yeah. he able to go back-to-back days, or does he have swelling? Do they have to manage it? Um, I still think he's a ways off. And then, obviously, you know, if he's not ready for some reason, yeah. not many other guys have played a lot of football in the running back room. No. Yeah, Raquel Armstead's interesting to yeah, me. Right. And it's a guy, truthfully, you forget about because of the, the holdout he had with COVID for so long. But that was a guy that was a really serviceable back when he was here. And I think he has that experience. And it would assume to me that it's Raquel Armstead and then Snoop Connor. Yeah, uh, Armstead, I remember him so vividly, he ran angry. Yep. Um, he's a big guy. And he looked good today again. Good being you're in no shorts pads. and t-shirt, yeah. <laughs> right? But he looked fluid. He looked athletic. I mean, he, he didn't look like he was shaking off rust. Mm-hmm. He was ready to go. Um, it's going to be by committee. I mean, you don't have Fred Taylor. You don't have that guy right now. Maybe one of those other two guys proves to be, you know, your horse, your uh, thoroughbred in the backfield, like Fred was. Um, although that, 
I probably shouldn't even say that in the same sentence because we're talking about a Hall of Famer and Fred. <laughs> but a guy that, that, that can be that explosive playmaker for you. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. One other injury concern that Doug Peterson brought up today, Devin Lloyd. Yeah. Hamstring issue that apparently hurt. in conditioning yesterday and... They're going to take it easy with him. That's never a good thing. Yeah, it was a bummer, especially last week. Late last week, we were out at his youth football camp, and we were talking to him, and you, you could just hear the genuine excitement in his voice. And this is a guy that's so easy to root for. You hope that it's just a little thing. Um, when you hear hamstring, you do worry, though, especially going back to the Leonard Fournette days where those injuries, those hamstrings can really linger. Um, you don't want to assume right now. Right. But, yeah, not good, David. Well, it's, we were talking about this on the field today. You know, he could have had these guys in here last week. Yeah. Doug could have had them in last week because you get 15 days before your first game. They could have been here last Tuesday. Yeah, the Raiders have been in, I think, four or five days yeah. already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it speaks to who Doug is and how he's handling this team. You know, all of his years, both as a player and a coach, he knows what they need to get done. So he didn't push too hard. And if Devin Lloyd doesn't play for two or three weeks because you just want to be sure, sure. I don't think Doug's going to sweat that one at all. And, hey... They expect him to be a major contributor this year, but I don't think they're going to sweat it because they understand it isn't about what you do in August, right? It's about what you're able to do in September. Yeah. And that's the way. And if this is a, a teeny hamstring, the last thing you want to do is then put him yeah. on the field. Push it too hard. Push it too hard. Excellent point. Let's come back in a moment. We'll hear from the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, who spoke today after practice. This is the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. Welcome back to the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. And with the Jaguars season right around the corner, there's no better time to lock in your seats for 2022. Unsure where to sit? Well, we've got you covered. Join the Jags at the bank Saturday, August 6th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And you can test out available inventory in person. And the Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony will be playing live on the big boards as well. Visit jaguars.com slash myseat and RSVP today. That's pretty cool. If you you know want oh, to yeah. watch it somewhere, come to the stadium, check out a seat. You know, camaraderie. Yes, hey, they are, there's an event uh, coming up in the near future for uh, first time season ticket members. Right, so your first year on board. You know, they're bringing folks in. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're they're being very aggressive, and they've had to. But I think that those efforts are going to really pay off if this team does what I think it's capable of doing this year. Absolutely. They are Which working is winning. hard. Yeah. They were back on the practice field today, of course. Short day. It's a ramp-up period. The new CBA, yeah. it's, you can't even wear spider pads. Those are the really soft kind of shell things underneath the first couple of days. Can't even wear those. You can wear those weird helmets, though. You can I'll wear the, you the pads on top of the helmets. They're being super careful with that. I think they can put spider pads on uh, Thursday, Wednesday, I believe, is the first day. They can actually do that. And then true shoulder pads go on Saturday, and then full pads go on Sunday for the first time. Wow, it's almost a full week. Sunday is the best day ever. I love first pad day. And it's O-line versus D-line, and you're there front row, and it's so exciting. It's coming up. Yeah. I'll be there. (laughs) It was funny today. We were standing at the the far end, and they split up to do seven on seven on one end of the field, and then the O-line was on the other. We're like, there's nothing to watch here today. We yep. all went down to the seven-on-seven. Seven. And we'll leave. We're just going to stand there. And, and well, and let's be honest. That's where the shade was. And <laughs> if we're, if we're going to sing Episcopal's praises for being so welcoming, man, 
shade on a practice field. That <laughs> is a new idea yeah. around here, and I enjoyed it very much. Mm-hmm. Plant some trees out on the new field Please. when they open them out here. So let's go. Let's be nice. email Hams about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's put in a word or two. <laughs> uh, let's hear from Trevor Lawrence. Jaguars quarterback spoke after practice today. What to expect the first week out? Yeah, week one is just to see the progress that we made in OTAs, and you know we're like we were installing last night. We're not starting over. We should be picking back up where we left off. Everything that we're talking about, we're flying through because we've already installed it a couple times. So having that knowledge and everyone can just pick up quick. When we install, that's nice, and we can add new wrinkles faster because we've already done it. Um, but also realizing it's, it's a long season, and day one um, doesn't have to be your best day. Um, just to keep building and getting better every day. And I think we have a lot of maturity on the team, which is, which is good. People know that, and uh, we're, at, we're still – getting our bodies ready as far as to go the long haul for the season. So I thought it was a great day today. Coach did a great job laying out practice. It was a lot of work, enough work to get us ready, but not too much to where we can build and add some more tomorrow and the next day, and then you know by next week we'll be full speed. So I thought it was really good opening practice. Guys look sharp, look ready, um, so it was exciting. There you have it. The quarterback is uh, ready and, and rolling and understands that process as well. It takes a little bit of time, Ashley. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, he was asked about, you know, if you had to pick one thing, what would it be to improve on? And he mentioned the turnovers, which is something he mentioned, I think, the f- very first day after the season ended is I want to work on these turnovers. And we've heard Doug say before, you know, the next step for Trevor is eliminating that one bonehead play a, a game. And I, I credit Trevor because he could put the blame on game situation or lack of offensive weapons, but it's him trying to almost do too much, and I'm, I'm curious to see if that's something maybe he can work on during training camp. Well, he has 17 games of experience to look back on mm-hmm. and to be able to identify perhaps that boneheaded play that you mentioned in every single one. You know this is a guy who has a to-do list in his folder, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what I want to get done today. Here's what I want done this week. Here's what my goals are this year. He's that kind of a guy. So... I just I really appreciated his approach. Hey, it's day one, right? We're out here to get better for day two, and then day three and day four and on into next week and get ready for that first game. It's amazing, JP, how much one season means to a young quarterback because last year it was all so new. He wasn't sure this year. He wasn't he's, even the quarterback at this point. Exactly. I remember that. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> he's he's got <laughs> he a had that battle going on. <laughs> he's got a template that's being shaped by a former quarterback in yeah. Doug Peterson, and. Um, it's, it's it, one of the reasons why I think this team is going to take a big step this year. Not necessarily playoffs, but a big step this year is because this quarterback has last year to lean on. Mm-hmm. And these guys, Doug Peterson, uh, Mike McCoy, you know, Press Taylor, uh, uh, Cooter. I mean, they've got all these guys over here now mm-hmm. who've been where he's been. And so he's got this template that he can lean on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's the schedule this week on shows? Uh, drive time coming Yeah, drive up? time's Thursday. Yes, we'll have Thursday, Thursday live from Episcopal. We'll be on the practice field, oh. which will be kind of cool. You'll see training camp in the background. That'll be a nice touch. Neat. But that's Thursday, and um, I think that's all we got show-wise, at least this week. Yeah, we got to start slow, too. Yeah. we got to work, <laughs> work our way in. Yeah. But there is post-show conditioning. Yeah. So remember... <laughs> There's sprints down the hall. When does happy hour and the Doug Peterson show start? So we've got, I think, uh, Huddle Up, I believe, we're starting Wednesday-ish. And then Thursday is the two hours of radio. 
So we'll have happy hour and then the Doug Peterson show. Doug didn't bring his team all the way back, you know, early like he could have. He's just kind of working his way into it. We're doing the same thing, too. But next week will get crazy. Yeah, just wait till we put pads on in here, too. I'm fired up. That's right. Yeah, that'll be your favorite day of training. (laughs) That's right. All right, so we're off and running. Training camp is underway uh, for Brian Sexton and Ashton Sullivan and Joe Fortunato. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Jaguars Reporters Podcast.